It's time for All Access with Jay Mack. And this is an opportunity to go behind the scenes of the night show. And I have had a couple episodes where I've shared my testimony. I've had some friends come on and share. And I have that going on with me today. My friend Jessica Williams is here. And she has agreed to share a very powerful, miraculous story about her and her daughter. And I'm just so very grateful to be able to have her here today. So welcome, my friend, Jessica. Jessica, glad that you're here on All Access with us today. Let's just dive right in. Just tell me a little bit about yourself, first of all. I'm from Georgia. I moved here in 2006. I'm an insurance agent. I have three kids, Jordan, Emily, and Grayson. They're 28, 23, and 16. Oh, goodness. Yes. So proud mama. Very proud. Your daughter, Jordan, she's the one that you had told me about and what was really sparked me to be like, God, you got to share this story with the world. Yes. When I was pregnant with Jordan, I was 18. They told me that Jordan had a heart condition. At first, they said it was just her aorta and pulmonary that were switched and that I would have to have a C-section and she would have to have open heart surgery immediately to switch them back. Later in my pregnancy, it We found out that her ventricles were switched too, so the body actually corrected itself. I was able to have her natural. She was fine. Mm -hmm. At age seven, she had open heart surgery. What they wanted to do eventually was flip her heart around because it was going to give out at some point. I'm not going to drag you through all the surgeries, but from seven to 12, she had five open heart surgeries. My gosh. At age 12, she had went on a trip with the middle school. When they came back, one of the uh, parent chaperones explained to me how Jordan was having a really hard time keeping up with the kids. Her lips were turning blue. She just wasn't doing well. Mm -hmm. When you're with your kid every single day or around anybody all day, every day, you don't realize how bad they look. Mm -hmm. My daughter was pretty much dying right in front of me and I had no idea. I ended up taking her to the doctor here in Knoxville because we had a heart doctor in Georgia, which had done her surgeries. And then when we moved here, we found a cardiologist so we could just rotate between the two and not have to drive to Atlanta every single month. Mm -hmm. I took her there. He did an echo and he said that her heart function was decreased significantly and that I needed to get her to Atlanta ASAP. Immediately left there, drove to Atlanta, Children's Hospital there, did testing on her, and she needed a transplant. But her heart was so bad that they said even if they put a new heart in, she it would fail. Her body just couldn't handle it. The doctor came to me and he said, I'm going to put her on medication and put her in ICU. He said, if nothing happens, I'm going to check her in five days. There's nothing else we can do. God, like doctors are not God, mm-hmm. but we depend on them a lot for things. And to hear them tell me they couldn't do anything for my daughter, I can't describe the feeling it gave me. I immediately hit my knees, called everybody I knew, had prayer chains going all over the place. And in five days, they checked my daughter and she had done a complete 180. Wow. She was eligible for a heart. At that point, we still were in the hospital because there's a process of getting on the list and everything. When she finally got approved for the heart transplant, the insurance would not pay in Georgia. And I'm like, you know what? We're in a great hospital. I need this done. I don't want my daughter to die. So they told me we had to go to Vanderbilt. I'm like, okay, that's God's will. We're going to Vanderbilt. They didn't have a bed for days. They kept telling us we don't have a bed. We don't have a bed. So I called a lady here and I do not remember her name, but she was a Tennessee legislative lady and I just explained my story to her pretty much like my daughter needs to get 
to Vanderbilt and get a transplant. Mm -hmm. Within two hours of hanging up with that lady, there was a plane picking my daughter up in Atlanta. Wow. We got there October the 25th. They had to redo all the testing because each hospital has to do their testing just to determine that she needed a transplant. October 29th, um, Jordan went on the list. I'd been driving back and forth from Kingston to Vanderbilt. I had my youngest child, um, Grayson, was less than a year old, and I'm taking him back and forth, and some days I left him with a sitter. My other daughter was in third grade, so it was a lot on me trying to balance Mm -hmm. everything. So I, I left my son with a babysitter, and I went to pick him up after leaving Jordan. I told Jordan, I said, I love you, baby, but I need to go home and get some rest. I need to pick up your brother. She's like, I'm fine, Mom. She's such a trooper. So I go to pick him up, and the lady that was watching him asked me if I heard about the accident in Oak Ridge. And I was like, no, I've been in Vanderbilt. She said a little girl who is 12 years old was riding her bicycle home from school. Her bicycle had went off the curb, and a bus full of children ran over her head. Never once did I think about my daughter. I was just like, the, you know, those yeah. parents, I can't even imagine, imagine. Yeah. how horrible that would be. And I took my son home. Did my normal cook dinner and everything. And at one o'clock in the morning, Jordan calls me. And it was the sweetest words I've ever heard in my life. She said, Mama, they have me a heart. And hit my knees again. Thank you, God. I packed up all my stuff. I jumped in the car and I headed to Vanderbilt. The next morning, there was a, an article that came out in the Oak Ridger that the little girl who had got hit by the bus, all her organs, she donated and saved five people's lives. It said that the heart went to a child at Vanderbilt. I immediately knew that was my daughter. We were the only ones waiting on a heart at Vanderbilt. Wow. I reached out to the newspaper and talked to Beverly Major. She was the um, lady who wrote the article. And I asked her if she could get in touch with the family. Because how do you thank somebody for saving your kid's life? Yeah. So I was able to talk to the family. We went to the funeral. And then the day that Jordan had surgery... The whole family sent my daughter 26 white roses. Oh, you're making me cry again. <laughs> and the reason it was 26 white roses is Ashley's birthday was December 26th. Oh. But one thing about this story is when I went to the funeral and I met Ashley's family, her grandmother came up to me and she said, do you know, two weeks ago, Ashley came to me and said she wanted to be an organ donor and she started wearing the Donate to Life shirt that's so wild it's god there's no other explanation yeah i became very good friends with the family the mother actually got to come to jordan's graduation Mm -hmm. she came when jordan turned 16 it was like she was getting to live vicariously through my daughter yeah for her daughter the girls are the same age they were both in seventh grade ashley's december and jordan's march i learned a lot about faith and a lot about god's timing not my timing right I mean, without God, I don't even know how I could have made it through. When something like this happens and you see the miracles and the things that only God can do, it makes you think about your faith. This was a bittersweet story, and I hate that what happened to Ashley happened, but I was very thankful that my daughter's life was saved. Hers and four others. Absolutely. That is incredible. Well, my um, autistic son just recently got his ID. And when we were in there, um, they asked if he, you know, wanted to put him down as a donor. And I was like, yes, because 
out of everybody in the family, he's probably got the best shape of organs. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> everybody. But if something was to happen, what a gift that would be to another family needed a transplant was on a waiting list, just like with your story. So Yes. And it's almost unheard of to be on a waiting list that short of time. Oh, just the, it was like puzzle pieces. 15 falling days, into place. I think. And yeah. I think a lot of people after hearing our story, mm-hmm. it just made them think more about being an organ donor. Absolutely. Because a lot of times you don't think you don't about think it until it hits close yeah. to home. Mm-hmm. But I will say this because I hear people all the time say, I'm scared to be an organ donor because if I get in a car wreck and they notice I'm an organ donor, they're not going to save me. There is a lot that goes into it being an organ donor just because you are an organ donor does not mean any of your organs are viable doesn't mm-hmm. mean that your organs can be used doesn't mean that the people waiting on organs are the same blood type there's a lot that goes into it so please don't let that scare you they're going to yeah. save your life if they can save your life absolutely well if you're not already an organ donor it might be something you want to get changed around next time that you're at the dmv but i just want to say thank you so much jessica for coming up and being brave and sharing this story with everybody how how old is jordan now she's 28 that so, so this will be the 16th year in november will be 16 years that she's had this heart wow you can actually go on youtube uh-huh. and google jordan hensley heart transplant and there is this video that tennessee donor services did and it is you can see jordan and see her horses and it's just it's a really sweet sweet video it makes me cry every time i watch it that is wonderful For more information on becoming a Tennessee donor, you can go to DonateLifeTN.org to get some more information. Thank you so much for tuning in to All Access with J-Mac. And until the next episode, may the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you peace.